This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go with the topics worthy of discussion panel for Pizzaville. Joining us in studio, Stephen Holliday, Deputy Mayor and Counselor for Ward 3 at Tobacco Center. Stephen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Glad to be here. Good to have you here. David Sparrow is the president of ACTRA National. That's the union representing performers across Canada. Also ran municipally back in 2014. How's the Sparrow? It's a pleasure to be here, John. We've been negotiating a big contract. We finished it up. It's out for ratification. Thumbs up. Whoa, and this is for all of your constituents, actors, producers? 20, 23,000 actor members across Canada and the producers associations in uh, Canada, or in English Canada and in Quebec. Can I ask, what's the nature of the contract? It's called the Independent Production Agreement. It's for film and television, and it was uh, last year a $192 million contract in terms of earnings to our members. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, with all the producers and whomever, Hollywood comes up here. That's right, movies. the AMPTP, which is the American Studios. And so we we sit down, a disparate bunch of performers and our staff, and negotiate uh, with about uh, 60 lawyers from the big studios and, and all the production companies. I hope they didn't beat you up too badly. They they uh, they tried, but we held firm. And actually, I think uh, both parties uh, got some good wins in this contract. Oh, okay. A win-win situation for a union guy to say that. That's uh, rather positive. Thank you for it. And Peter Sherman rounds out our panel, broadcaster, businessman, and former Tory MPP up Thornhill Way. How's Peter? And I'm fine. And I'm thinking, you know, the other two guys didn't say it, and you didn't say it. So I'm going to say, it's a great day for talk radio, John. I think it goes without saying sometimes, but I appreciate that. There you go. Everybody's on the same page. I've got to ask first order of business, though, Stephen Holiday. You, as a city councillor and deputy mayor, you were uh, reelected. And so now you've got a council of 25 plus the mayor. And there's some talk that. Uh, Next week, you'll be voting on a staff report that suggests your uh, office budget be doubled, as well as, uh, I guess, doubling uh, staff costs. What is the office budget? 240, it's going to 480 if you guys sign off on this? Well, that's one of the options put forward, and I'm not really sure that's going to be the best outcome. You know, one of the principles behind this was we had 44, behind the recommendations, it's a recommendation going before council. Let's start with that. Nothing's approved yet. Um, I, I, it, it, one of the ideas was there's 44 counselors. Now we got 25. So let's take all that money and divide it all up amongst the counselors. I'm thinking of the Romans after, uh, after a war trying to divide up the spoils here. This is not the right way to make public policy. My question is, is how much do we actually need? And I don't think we need double the budget or uh, a number close to that by dividing up uh, 44 counselors. We should be thinking very clearly as people that operate independent units as managers. Yeah, we're going to need more staff. Even I admit that. And I'm one of the stingiest people around. Um, I think uh, there's a larger area. I need a little bit of extra help, but I'm not sure that my budget needs to be doubled because you know what counselors do with their budget? They spend it. Right. All right. Uh, And so the argument being, though, because the ward size has doubled their number of constituents to roughly 100,000, give or take. Uh, it requires way more staff. It requires, you know, to answer all the calls. I heard this yesterday from a couple of people who've been affiliated with council, and they were making the argument very much in favor, thinking it makes sense. Sherman, by the way, does it make sense to you? No. Why should <laughs> it make sense to me? The, you know, the same wards uh, and and uh, writings 
are now uh, it's the same footprint for wards and ridings in Toronto. Right. Uh, so that was one of the uh, the features of the twenty five members, and the uh, budget that's allocated to an MPP to serve the same area is two hundred and fifty thousand. So and and that's all inclusive rent for your constituency office and your staff and all the rest of it. Now I would grant you. Uh, if if Stephen were to say this or any other counselor, it costs a little bit more to service if you're a counselor because there are so many little things that uh, are, are not at the level of an MPP. MPP is concerned about health, for example, but uh, a counselor, for example, would be uh, snow removal or playgrounds. I understand that, but they don't need double no way. All right. Well, here you just negotiated a big, big deal, Sparrow. <laughs> and, you know, if this let him is, do it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, if you've if you've got some kind of a rationale that this makes sense, because you know you've got fewer counselors, do you necessarily need to double the uh, budget, the office budget, and staff budget? So let me take a middle ground and say you don't necessarily have to double the office budget and the staff budget. However, it's not a surprise that it's going to cost more to provide quality service to a larger population. What would be and fair it, then? Well, that's that's for them to, to make a case for. I, I'm not sure exactly what would be fair, and it would change from, from uh, ward to ward perhaps. But I, I say many times that municipal government is the most important government. It's the one that has daily impact on the minutia of people's lives that actually um, helps them in the way they interact within their communities. And I'm hoping that these this cut and redu- reduction in terms of city councilors is uh, made up in terms of staff and money. And yes, uh, you know, you're right that they do spend those budgets, but they spend it hopefully in proper service to the community. And that's what <laughs> needs okay. to happen. Well, uh, you know what, if we don't do a good job as a councilor, it will be very evident in four years that we weren't living up to our role. So I think every councilor is well incented to do a good job serving our constituents who come as number one. That's the first order of business is looking after the things in our ward. But I still remain uh, convinced that we don't need to double everything in our office. I don't need two executive assistants, two admin assistants, and multiple, multiple constituency assistants. I think we need to grow uh, a little bit of help in there, but but not two of everything. And, you know, maybe I'll end on a joke. It's Maybe we need to save the money to widen the doors to fit our egos through it. We need to be approaching this with Uh a little bit of humility. It is not our money. It is taxpayers' money at the end of the day. All right. Well, I can follow up with another joke. Uh, You know who gets to vote on these proposals? The councillors. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> what a job. So, well, hey, Sparrow, you. give them to $192 million. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll go out to our members. It'll be a good thing. But you see, this is it, because uh, city councillors are going to have to show certain physical discipline here next week when they get to vote on whether, including whether they get a raise. Am I right about that, Stephen? Well, there's some talk about a raise in the report, but it, it wasn't uh, bluntly put out there. I would be surprised if that goes much further, but you never know. <laughs> Stay tuned. There's always a show to be seen. All right. Uh, or heard in this case, but uh, that's just, it's interesting to see how this one plays out because this is a staff report and they get to vote on whether or not they grant themselves a raise. If I can ask, what's a counselor making now? I have a ballpark figure in mind. Uh, 114700 I think, I was see. in that report. And the mayor's one ninety two, isn't he? Yes. Okay. Yep, he's up there. He's up there. And uh, various committees and things like that will be paired back. Instead of six members on a committee, it'll be five. Yeah, that was the overall emphasis of the report, was there were so many slots that the counselors had to fill. And I think they're talking something like 400 
places that it wasn't just, it wasn't doable uh, with 25 people. So the idea is is they're going to consolidate some of the committees, and they're going to remove the necessity for councillors to be on some of the smaller entities like business associations and smaller sure. boards and give us the right to attend the meetings, which is all very practical and probably good governance. And I'm not sure there's a lot of fussing with those type of changes. Um, but it, it is, uh, the red circle is around what the budget is going to be forward. And uh, you'll see the different faction on, on council argue about this for well, sure. Well, the idea was to affect efficiencies. By the way, that's what the Ford government is sort of standing on here. And I wanted to pick up on a point because you've had Amanda Samard from out in Eastern Ontario representing 60% francophones in her uh, riding. And uh, she has decided to leave caucus and sit as an independent because something that came down in the fall economic statement where uh, Doug Ford said that uh, he was going to roll the position of the Francophony watchdog into the ombudsman's office. uh, And this idea that Kathleen Wynne had floated just before the election of a Francophone university, he's nixed that idea. And she is uh, outraged or says the Francophonie in Ontario are outraged, of which she represents a large component, and therefore she cannot, in all good conscience, stay with the Conservatives. We'll come back and discuss that matter, whether or not it was the right thing for Ford to be doing, or did he cross a line here that was uh, improper, and insofar as abandoning or betraying the Francophone component of Ontario. We'll come back with our panel. Dave Sparrow, Stephen Holliday, Peter Sherman on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.